Welcome to Orion Valley. Hello, I'm Josh Wall, and frankly, I love movies. Welcome back to another segment of The Best of the Worst, where me and a special guest examine guilty pleasure films and what makes them so bad but also so enjoyable. Today, my special guest, Matt Simmons, is here with me to do many things, but more importantly, to stay ahead of the wind. That's right, we're talking about M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening. What is a guilty pleasure to you, Matt? A guilty pleasure? Well, sometimes I'm genuinely guilty about the things I like. Like, I do enjoy Batman Forever, and when I tell people that, they're like, you like Batman Forever? But sometimes, like, guilty pleasures, I think, can be defended just as, like, really fun and, like, everyone should enjoy them. I mean, I think we all have those ones because, I mean, I mean, I always think of them as, like, I'm not necessarily by the title, like, I'm not guilty to say it, but really it's, like, I can accept the fact that this is bad or that it's just, like... It's just ridiculous, but I can still have but fun with it. But at the same it time, it. it's just got so much enjoyment like, behind it. Like Batman Forever. Yeah. And it's... Like, it's terrible. <laughs> and it, I know, you know it's terrible, yeah. but I love it. I acknowledge the fact that it's not good, but I can't help but watch it, mm-hmm. you know? And I think The Happening is kind of no exception. Yeah, The Happening is the kind of bad that just you laugh at. It's... it's. I think after it got such bad reviews, M. Night Shyamalan tried to walk back and be like, oh, I made like a B-movie comedy. It's like, no, you were trying to be serious and you were accidentally funny and we're going to take enjoyment in that. Absolutely. And I I remember seeing the trailer for this movie a lot. Like it was on, like back when movie trailers on demand was still a thing. Right. I went on and I watched this trailer a lot because I thought it looked really cool. But, and, um, and the trailer makes this movie look a lot cooler than it actually is. Yeah. I remember the poster and as a kid seeing the poster, it said like, you've sensed it, you've seen the signs, now it's happening. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I loved the sign or signs so much. And so I thought that was such a clever like tagline even though looking back it's really stupid yeah. like remember those other movies i made well here's another one yeah it's, it's it's stupid it's really dumb uh but and then i think the first time i saw this movie i was my, my stepdad was watching it on tv and we got to the i actually had never seen the beginning of it until much later i came in about like after like the first act or something like that but i I definitely remember the scene like at the at the model home Mm -hmm. and they're like they're running through the fields and and mark Wahlberg's like you got to stay ahead of the wind and my stepdad audibly was like what (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) when the wind's your greatest enemy yeah exactly and m night Shyamalan was this is it was such an interesting place for him because he was on you know at least kind of a good a good ride for at least like three for, movies yeah for three movies you know he had the sixth sense oscar nominated good stuff everyone liked it then unbreakable which people still talk about as like a great superhero movie you know that's not actually based on anything you know it's original source material and then he had signs which some people i know aren't the biggest fans of because of some like potholes like oh the aliens invade a planet full of water even though water's you know contaminated them or whatever but i still love signs as i just mentioned and then he had the village mm-hmm. i'm not a huge fan of the village Yeah, village was where i think his descent started mm-hmm. some people like i remember my parents enjoyed the village but they were like it's it's got some problems and then late in the water happened yeah i also remember seeing the trailer for that movie a lot yeah before a lot of I, movies that i went to go see i saw late in the water as a kid and loved it i thought it was so great and then looking back at it now like the whole part where the kid's reading the cereal boxes <laughs> and i'm like oh my god what was i thinking as a kid but i, I haven't that's one i haven't seen all of it yeah that was another one i it's, like saw it's parts another of it funny on tv one. yeah um, and then, yeah, and then the happening happens, and that was kind of the def- like definitive, like just 
in like yeah. the, the muck for him, yep, you know. Yep, yep. And I'm happy that he's had kind of a resurgence with. Um, I've heard the visit is pretty the, good. The visit's okay. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, and then Split's really good. Yeah, Split yeah. Split is really good, and I'm excited for his new movie with Glass. But we're not we're not here to talk we're about. We're not that. here to talk about the good stuff. No, 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 no way. Um, so when did you first see this movie? I. Um, I first saw it when I was uh, this past semester in college. I was bored one night. I didn't have any work to do, and I don't think I had a class early the next morning. And I said, "You know what? I haven't seen the happening yet, and I need to. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna do it." Yeah, and, and, and I watched it, and I thought it was hilarious. And I was beating myself up for not having watched it sooner because <laughs> it's so funny. It is. It is. And I, I like at, at the same time, like part of me can't really blame like M. Night Shyamalan for like trying because I mean I think he definitely tried to do something there are some concepts in this movie that are interesting but just the execution fails every time oh yeah absolutely so it was it came out in 2008 in uh in June and uh big movies came out there it was a big year for movies you got Iron Man the Dark Dark Knight yeah um Wally and um I mean whatever you whatever you like or you don't like about it like i mean twilight was a huge financial was yeah. Humongous, yeah. yeah all four of those movies were just insanely successful it was and, a big summer wasn't it and then so this movie comes out uh like i said the beginning of the summer you know good time to release it right uh it was uh it had a 48 million dollar budget and this is what surprised me i was not expecting this but made 163 million dollars worldwide now I mean, there's obviously better box office revenues, yeah. but that's still pretty significant. Yeah, I guess I think he was just holding on to the name, like people still holding yeah. on to, like, oh, I like the Six Signs a lot. You know, Late in the Water wasn't so great, but maybe he can recreate that magic. And so I guess people tried to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And I, st- I'll stand by at least like the trailer looks cool. Yeah, like, I think it's the trailer is one of those situations like the trailer just is so much better than the movie. Yeah, it's like, like Man of Steel. The concept something. of like humans are killing themselves and what's happening why is it it's like intriguing like oh is it gonna be like a mystery type yeah. thing but no <laughs> and and good like i mean like not a bad idea like you know that we're yeah we have to be careful with like the environment and things like that but like still it's not as fully fleshed out no. like as it, no. as it definitely could uh, could have been um so and like i mean a lot of like good names attached to this obviously m night Shyamalan and uh, James Newton Howard did the music and the actors like you got Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel who were both like really big at the time yeah um, and John Leguizamo and Betty Buckley you know and M. Night Shyamalan yeah kind of, yeah of I mean favorite gives, gives a much better performance later on in Split but yeah, yeah definitely. you know M. Night Shyamalan staple nonetheless um, but like it, it, I'm trying to see like what did Mark Wahlberg do before this like right before I mean, it because I mean 2006 he, was The Departed and he was nominated mm-hmm. for that one so yeah. like this was like an acclaimed actor at and, this point. And yeah. obviously, you know, the big start in Boogie Nights. Of course. And, uh, so he was, you know, he was riding a, yeah, a pretty good high. Yeah, I don't think he was like as big as maybe he is now after he's done some more high profile stuff. But like, he was a respected actor after some good performances. Yeah. Zoe, um, you know, had been an elf. People knew her for that. Right. I can't think, like, what else was she? Uh, did 500 Days of Summer come out at this point, or was that later? I think that was in, like, that was, 2000. Was that, and, that was after this. Yeah, right? a little bit. A little bit. I think 2011. So she, wasn't, she wasn't that big yet, because New Girl hadn't started, and that hadn't Hitchhiker's happened. Guide to the Galaxy oh, I did come out, movie. and the same year, Yes Man came out, and, and she was in Failure to Launch. Too. Okay, yeah, so people knew who she was, mm-hmm. you know. Pretty, yeah, pretty... Pretty, oh, and Bridge to Terabithia. So, um, oh, she's, she's a teacher. The, she's in that? a teacher in that. I yeah. completely forgot she was in that movie. Yeah. So, that's on. a sad ass movie. It is. It's it's very sad. Anyway. Um. But 
so like all of these actors like i mean that in and of itself yeah brings it was, them it was in a respectable and, cast you know and like they don't talk that much in the trailer too so maybe that's, so, so, yeah because i mean the dialogue is one of the worst oh, parts of this oh movie my God. And so i, I would say it's one of the best parts <laughs> well, you know so uh this movie has an 18 percent currently on rotten tomatoes that's generous out of uh of a uh, 173 a critic's average score of this movie is a 4 out of 10 and currently has a on Metacritic 34 out of 100. Th- those are honestly pretty generous. I'd expect them I, to be even lower. I don't but... know. I think the Rotten Tomatoes 18 is pretty on I par mean, that, with yeah, what I yeah. thought. But Metacritic, I thought that that would be like and just even worse. You would think, but... Uh, you well, know? what's the cutoff? Isn't that, is that still in the yellow or is that in the red? What's the cutoff? Uh, anything 39 below is red, oh, okay. I believe. Okay, so just on the cutoff. So yeah. Yeah, and I'm like yeah, just a few days. So there was there's an article on the Daily News with Shyamalan. He said like our we're making an excellent B movie. That's our goal. And like you have to think about it. And like, I, I, is was that really his? No, a hundred percent not. Yeah. I think he realized this movie was gonna be poorly reviewed, and he he was trying to walk back on it and get people to look at it in a different way. I guess. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's just like. I, I mean, I feel like feel kind of bad for him, but at the same time, it's like he's still trying to sell it. Yeah. Have Have you ever seen that clip of um? I think it's in the blooper reel of the behind the scenes where Mark Wahlberg is like asking him about this plot detail, like, "Why are we asking food for this house? What you know, like, yeah, like what well, food is going to be in there?" He's like, yeah. "Canned food." Yeah. You know, <laughs> just like, it, it, you know, even there's like, something well, wrong when your actors are questioning. Well, your even script. like, well, yeah, even Mark Wahlberg has said like, "All right, like, whatever, just." who gives a shit like it, it, it happened all right you can't blame me for wanting right. to do this you know and so even he i mean i haven't heard anything about what um you know zoe de chanel thinks of it but it just it, it, it's clear that they weren't you know but and roger ebert gave this movie three stars <laughs> i know uh i love you roger rest in peace but, but what are you thinking found it oddly touching roger ebert what? As celebrated as hit as it is, has he's some, way too kind to he, so many movies. He had, he, I love him, but he he like you know he gave speed to like a three and a half or whatever. I, 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 he has some pretty like I said as respectable as he is, yeah. as res- revolutionary as he is, great writer had some really really awful opinions. Yeah, in terms like of movies. He, you have that end, you know, giving three stars to the happening. I think he gave like one star to Full Metal Jacket. And I'm just like, are you kidding yeah. me? That's like one of the best war gave, movies ever. Gave, I think he gave like. <laughs> like two to a few good men or something yeah. like that it's like he was a yeah. little crazy sometimes but, but yeah. he was great but so so when does uh, I, here's another question what how long does it take do you think for a movie from its initial release to get the, to the status of kind of like a cult following right um some movies i think come out and have that like immediate cult feel uh just because of the way they're you know presented filmed you know the actors in a underground type thing but i think most of the times for a you know movie to be a cult movie traditionally it doesn't do well at the box office but then like five years later maybe ten years later people are like wait a second this is gold yeah i don't like i don't know if there's a set like i mean i don't think there's a set timeline but i wonder like what is it like because if it's if it's too fast then people like that's just the initial reception but then if it's like if it's years down the line that's kind of like what people normally associate with but this movie you know a lot of people saw just and they all hate it obviously like as as we just said but 
you know like we said you can watch it now and and i think many people have just kind of taken to it to just like let's just have fun let's have an hour and a half long like it's very like the room-esque in that you just gotta laugh at the bad deliveries and the stupid plot points and it's it's really genuinely fun to watch you know yeah so why don't we go through the story if that's what you want to call it. Uh, yeah, that's so, a generous name first, for it. First, in the opening credits, it's it's the entire credits, the title and like all the credits and whatever is behind this horrible like graphic of just it just clouds, fast moving clouds, yeah. and I like it's just why like you could have done something so much better than just clouds like no just angry clouds <laughs> like it, I don't know <laughs> they could have done like. It, it just seems it just gets bland after a while like, it even does. boring because it's just like all right it's just, I'm basically looking at the same thing over and over again why can we do something different yeah like, with horror movies the the credits I think are the part where you can you know establish a theme and like uh, a mood for the movie and yeah you know create that creepy atmosphere but just watching clouds yeah that's not scary it doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah yeah and, it, and it's just too long like if you're gonna do that like I mean just yeah, first, first and they're like bright clouds. It's like yeah, a beautiful day. It's like at least make it like kind of creepy or ominous right? or something. But you, nope. nope. <laughs> and the first scene we see is they're in Paris, right? No, that's the one at the end. Oh, this that's one, the one is at the end. in Sorry. Central Park. Central Park, right? And uh, two, two Kristen women are on Connolly a bench. and then another woman. They're on, and this is okay. This I think was a red flag for anyone in the theater who first watched this movie. And it is the the first line is. I forgot where I am as she's reading the book right. and her friend's just like, oh yeah? <laughs> At that point, even that line delivery is just like, oh, you know, You know you're in for a trip. <laughs> yeah. And then her friend who I wrote down as Anna Paquin Light because she just kind of looks like oh, Anna sure, Paquin. Yeah. Uh, like she, it's clear that like everyone just stops moving around her. It's like that scene in the Matrix when like um, oh, Morpheus they freezes freeze time, everything. Yeah. And she just like takes out like one of the things in her hair or something it's, like that. Yeah, like a, uh, uh, I think it's like a sewing needle or something. Mm-hmm. Like you know how they put the yeah for whatever in their hair, and she takes it and just plunges it into her neck. Yeah, but Kristen Connolly isn't affected by no, this. No, she's just like oh. Well, I, how about that? They didn't explain that because she wasn't affected by it. Then, yeah, skipping all the way to the end. Uh, that The guy at the end isn't affected by it. It's like, are these people immune? There's no explanation. Yeah. Does it matter? Well, we don't see her at all like for the rest of the movie no, either. So, I mean, if she had died, then that would have been like, okay, so something's going on. But, like, the fact that she, like, is it, if she's immune to it or, like, is it just, like, there's no, there's no, no reason. There's no reason. And then, like, yeah, all the, these, like, cops start shooting themselves, and then... <laughs> the guy jumps off the building, and... Yeah, it's like, oh, like, Christ... Uh, Christ McKenzie. <laughs> yeah, but he delivers it so it sounds like Christ McKenzie yeah. fell. It's like, not Christ McKenzie, I think. Uh, Nostalgic critic, critic, yeah. yeah not yeah. Christ McKenzie. <laughs> and then, yeah, people are just jumping off the building. They're looking mm. around like, oh! They're so... The way the bodies fall is so... They're just total, like, rag doll. Yeah, it's like... Unintentionally, well, I mean, this whole movie is unintentionally funny, but specifically, mm-hmm. all these deaths are so ridiculous that it it just takes away all like impact from them because they just look silly. It's ridiculous. Like even the way that people shoot themselves with the police officer's gun, it just yeah. it's weird and clunky. It's and ridiculous. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, all right, just fall over, you know, we'll right. light it in later. Um, and then, uh, so after all of this, we meet. Uh, we meet Mark Wahlberg's character. With the best opening line, 
from like I think in any movie ever because yeah. he's like, you guys hear what's happening in the news about the honeybees vanishing? <laughs> Why am I delivering my line like this? So, like, What's going on with all the bees down there? It's like, oh, what's the, what does he say? It's like, all right, now, uh, does anyone have an explanation for why this might be happening? It's like, is this a science class? Like, yeah, what, what, what are they talking happening. about? <laughs> it's ridiculous. And I, the, he has another line in there that's like, oh, the, the, he talks to his students, and one of them isn't like, is kind of like that hot one. His name's Jake, and he's yeah, supposed to be 15. Well, yeah, he's not 15. No, there's I no mean, way that he's 15. <laughs> but what's with his creepy, like, boner for jake he's like oh jake your face is perfect yeah it's like oh you had to take an interest in science jake like the, you want to know why yeah. <laughs> i feel like i can quote this whole movie yeah yeah and why would i can't sell i you can't sell mark Wahlberg as a professor no you really can't yeah. and <laughs> he's wearing like a dorky sweater vest and everything he just it, looks uh he just looks it's so, so weird. funny but yeah then like Jake, after you know being prompted, like, "Oh, why are the honeybees dying?" Jake, and he's like, "Oh, it's a, oh, we'll never fully understand. It. It's a thing of science." Yeah. Uh. And and Mark Wahlberg's like, "Nice answer, Jake." <laughs> nice <laughs> like answer. that wasn't an answer. But then also also when he's leaving, he's like, "Oh, okay, make sure you guys do this." And then everyone's basically gone. And then there's like three students who stay behind. He's like, "Guys." Nothing. Like, yeah. Why that, would you do that? Like, the why? Weird, I remember when I first watched that, and he's like, "Guys." Nothing. It's like, what was the point of that? Yeah. Literally, what? Yeah. <laughs> if you have something to say, just say it. Yeah. Like, you should just, ugh. But after all that clunkiness, yes. uh, we get to meet John Guizamo's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, another classic M. Night Shyamalan thing is where you give one character a quirk, and that's character development. So he comes and he's like, oh, I threw some percentages at my mom. And yeah. It's, he just, loves, just clearly loves numbers. And it doesn't, like, the, also the way that this scene is that the whole movie is edited like garbage it's just like and it's just so it's just so clunky it's like one shot is like just full on of like of of john leguizamo and the other one's from the side of my it it just looks just gross and it just doesn't feel right it doesn't there's no flow you know it it, 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 i just i don't i don't like it at all no yeah and so you know all the teachers are called to meet you sent all the you sent all the teachers home early (laughs) (laughs) it this doesn't make any sense i don't think any school would have if there's something going on you know they would send a mass email to the teachers they wouldn't have all the teachers come collect in one room and leave all the students alone yeah that was that that wouldn't happen no and cameron's the principal from from ferris bueller yeah he shows up in everything doesn't he yeah yeah he's in like a little bit of everything it's funny um but yeah then we get the line where he's like whatever's happening is happening and like something's happening i just love how many times happening is yeah in this movie. i think they say it in like in variations at least like 30 something right? times it's, i think is what it's it is. a beautiful thing it's oof, I, don't, I don't so know yeah it's it's revealed something happened in central park people are dying mm-hmm. they chalk it up to a terrorist attack chemical terrorist attack and uh you know they're gonna send the students home early i also uh, someone that like one of the teachers says it's like really odd that it's in Central Park. I think Mark Mark says that. Yeah, but like, why is that odd? Central Park? Like, <laughs> that's kind of odd. It's like, why? Why? Why is that odd? I think, a, just think the a, event yeah. itself is odd, not the fact that it happened in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Central Park? You mean a very popular tourist destination? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's weird. Mm-hmm. No, Mark, it's not. And then, yeah, why is John Leguizamo in this? Like, that's another. You could probably sell now that Mark Wahlberg's a professor in some way, but you can't sell that John Leguizamo's a math teacher. Yeah, I don't you know. Just, that just doesn't. Mm. Yeah, it's peculiar. And but so, his other quirk is just he has just so much energy. He's just like, yeah, yeah man. Uh, like, let's go. <laughs> I think, yeah, that just might be John Leguizamo as an actor, but. Oh, and he says like he's like just don't worry about like Alma being weird like she's weird and it's like what like that's your wife what's wrong with you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're leaving because the school got dismissed and then they're gonna take a train out and then 
they're talking about like Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel's marital problems, and uh, I it, it's just so weird the way these the dialogue happens. Zoe Deschanel is easily like the worst part of. This. I think she's I, definitely the worst part of this movie. She's horrible. She it's is been, not good. It's, and I love like you know there's the line where it's like makes you kill yourself just when you think there wasn't enough evil that could be invented. Yeah. It's like, what? What? Like, yeah. And that's both <laughs> the fact of like you know uh, Shyamalan's script doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, that's, it's like you gotta take a step back and be like, well, I can't blame Mark and Zoe because this script is so poor. Like nobody could read this line without sounding like an idiot. Uh-huh. But at the same time, Zoe's just giving such a crap performance. Oh, yeah. And it's not it's beyond the dialogue. Like her facial acting is terrible. Oh, yeah. Like when we're first introduced to her in the next scene, right after you know the school's dismissed, she's like the phone rings and she like put throws it on the table and then she like looks at it all weird and she just looks so strange and I'm like nobody looks like this what are you doing oh yeah oh god and oh and then so then they go um the train station they're gonna go to leave and go to Harrisburg okay yeah they're trying to get out of the city go you Mm -hmm. know because they're in Philadelphia and there's like and you see in like the apartment there's like a newspaper that says Philadelphia so it's like murder (laughs) rates are high or something like that and I guess that's supposed to like tie in at some point I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not sure someone was really trying to put a lot of message into this movie and they just all fall flat. Yeah. And then um, so they yeah. so it's clear that like there's some weird tension between John Leguizamo and Zoe De Chanel for no real reason. I, like yeah, I guess just because briefly it was like introduced that like they're having problems and then I think John Leguizamo just wants to blame Zoe De Chanel's character for basically no reason so they're having they're having issues but like again it's just not addressed that much it's not developed at all like in the beginning like it's not clear what's happening it's just we're thrown into this like this couple's having problems for some reason don't know why but uh deal with it yeah you just gotta you just gotta get on board man and then she says like i'm gonna get i'm gonna get on the train in like an awkward like just kind of way it's like why don't you just wait for your family it's fine she's like we're probably not gonna get to sit together anyway and it's like what is what does all this mean what's happening And then I think someone says, I don't remember what the content, but like, I think John or Mark Wahlberg just goes like, duh. That's, oh, I love the way he says, duh. Yeah. (laughs) To John Leguizamo. He's saying something about like, uh, you know, more about their marital problems. And he's just like, I I don't remember what John says, but then, yeah, Mark Wahlberg is just like, duh. I didn't ask you. Or something like that. Duh. Yeah. (laughs) Duh. And so they're on the train and then the train loses like all contact with like and it's like kind of the line that's like what where are we and they're like oh before you get there if you don't mind um i think when they're on the train uh mark comes over to zoe and is like who are you talking to the phone nobody a friend from work i heard that from it's like it's just such bad dialogue oh, delivery. Isn't that, that's also where they like she says something like because she's talking on the phone she's to the talking guy. to the joey on the yeah. phone it's like you need to stop calling me yeah. you're acting like a and what is, she says something like you're acting like one of those I can't remember. I don't know, but like I know they said they went and got like tiramisu together. Yeah, and I was like, really, Joey? Tiramisu together? That means nothing to you. Like, <laughs> it's it's such a weird plot point that that's like the thing is all she did was went on a date with this guy and ate tiramisu, but all they ever focus on is that they ate tiramisu. It's like, why do we care so much about the damn tiramisu? Yeah, who, who gives a shit? Like seriously, I don't know. It's and that's weird. supposed to make their relationship stronger because it's just falling apart. But again, it doesn't. They just reference things in the first act. Yeah, that, just like. But yeah, so the train stops in uh, Filbert. <laughs> yeah, Filbert. Where's Where the hell's Filbert? Filbert? We lost contact. Does anyone know where that is? We're, we're with whom? 
everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, thanks, man. That's Appreciate so funny. it. I don't know. Yeah, but Mark like, wouldn't that, so like that wouldn't happen though. Like, just like be like, all right, you're good. Like, just a, if a train breaks down, they're yeah, just gonna. Did, no, it didn't break down. It's just that they lost, lost contact. contact. Why wouldn't they still just keep going? Keep though? going to the destination. Yeah, because they like. It's bizarre. I don't. Yeah. And so they're hanging out in this restaurant, and this woman like shows the video of like the. <laughs> this is the stupidest way to kill yourself in the entire movie. It's a guy in like a lion. <laughs> yeah, den he goes like, to like a lion's den in the zoo, and he, he gets his arms bitten off by the lion. So it's so clear that they're like he just has they're his arm arms, like yeah. within his shirt, like and yep. they're just totally fake because he's because so he's swinging his arms like, Ugh, come on, get there. And I love the way the lady's like, "Good God, what kind of terrorists are these? <laughs> like, you know, the kinds that uh, make you go kill yourself with lions." Yeah, 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 of course, of course. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, Mother of God, what kind of terrorist? And then the one guy out of nowhere, where they're watching the news, mm-hmm. and the one guy out of nowhere is like, all right, listen, everybody, it's not happening like 90 miles from here. We'll be okay. And then everyone's just like, okay. Good, good yeah. point. Let's go. Yeah, literally, like, everyone's talking and chatting, and then this one guy says, like, whatever's happening isn't happening 90 miles from here. And then the next guy right next to him is like, everyone should take their cars and leave. And it's like, <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. And as they're leaving, I think Mark Wahlberg or someone says something like points to, he's like, there's a car. Yeah, I think Zoe says that. <laughs> there's a car. Good job, Zoe. And then it's, uh, doesn't like John Leguizamo was trying to meet up with his wife within his daughter. Right. So his wife like missed a train or something and is stuck in Princeton, New Jersey. Um, and so he's like, I gotta, I gotta go find my wife. And then, so he's going to let the daughter, what's the daughter's name? Uh, Jess, Jess, Jess is Jess, yeah. Um, and so he's gonna send his daughter with Mark and Zoe. And what that doesn't make? Uh, uh, I don't know. He's just so ready to abandon her, but then he like when Zoe's like, "We'll take good care of her." He grabs her arm and goes, like, "Don't take my daughter's hand unless you mean it." And it's like this suddenly like so weird, suddenly aggressive dialogue. Yeah. Like I, my favorite part of that scene is when. Uh, John Leguizamo said, like, he's like, how do you know you're going to make it? And just, John Leguizamo was like, do you want me to throw some numbers at you? And Mark Wahlberg was like, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, go back, Why back is that your thing? Like, like oh, there's a one in four chance that uh, it's like, it's shut like 62% up. 62% chance there's, it's, it's going to be okay. It's like, it's so what? stupid. But he has no right to yell at Zoe, even if like he's angry at her for murder. Like, you're the one abandoning your kid. You can't yell at her for, like, what are you doing? And it doing? also has nothing to do with the child. It's like, it, they didn't have a child, and, like, it, it, it doesn't matter. It's, like, who gives a yeah, shit? Yeah, but so they split up. John Leguizamo goes with these other people. Who, who did are, he, and they go... They're like, going back to Princeton for yeah, and whatever reason. And they're driving down, and they find all these hanging bodies. Yeah, like, tied up with, like, garden hoses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and, and it's this and it, it also he's in this car with random people. He yep. doesn't know who these people are, and this woman starts freaking out, and he gives her a math he, problem. He, yeah, he does what to calm the situation. Oh, here's some numbers. Here's numbers. <laughs> but if it was like if it was like that, like if it was his daughter, I would kind of get it because maybe they'd be used to right. that. But like this, but is this a random, random woman, woman who's like she should just be like, and then he he's freaking out. I was like, yeah, think about the problem. Think about the problem. Yeah, like <laughs> I give you one penny on the first day and two on the second day. How yeah. many do you have at the end of the month? And she's like, ten dollars. <laughs> and then he's like, much higher. And then she goes, twenty dollars. <laughs> like, oh, you're you're not good at math, honey. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No way. And then um, he notices that there's like a little like slit in the top of the jeep. So the air is getting in. Oh, yeah. Um, and he just looks at it instead of like, I don't know, trying to plug it up maybe. He just looks at it and he's like, oh, no. Mm. And then the, the car crashes. The, I love the car crash. It's just like, whoop. 
Right into the tree. Right in the tree. And then John Leguizamo crawls out Mm -hmm. and just starts cutting his wrist with glass. But he does it so, like, every other person in this movie that's trying to kill themselves is, like, very deliberate about it. He's so casual about the way he's, like, cutting his wrist. Yeah. And I think that's just John Leguizamo's fault for, like, not doing good acting. Mm -mm. I don't know. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's so silly. But then, yeah, we jump back to Mark and Zoe, who went with this other couple. The, no, they went with, yeah, with the hot dog <laughs> oh, yeah. guy. Here we go. They he go with looks, this other couple. Oh, my and God. They this say, guy, everything on this guy's face looks completely fake. Yeah. Like, his hair's fake. His eyebrows look are just way too big. He just looks. He does looks, have a very weird look. He's um, so gross. And they're growing hot dogs. And <laughs> They're not growing hot dogs. <laughs> you said they're growing hot dogs. I thought that, because. You don't uh, grow I'm a sorry. hot dog. <laughs> it, it made. They have plants. <laughs> I, no, <laughs> I got it mixed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I meant sorry. We got a hot no. dog tree if you want to see it. <laughs> I mixed it up. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, yeah, no, they go. They're growing plants. Yeah, they have a greenhouse. They're house. packing hot dogs because yeah, that's because yeah. the wife comes and is like, like, and he's like, "Oh, did you get the mustard?" <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It, I think this is one of the most infamous parts of the whole movie. Is yeah, they stop at the greenhouse. They're like looking at the plants. The guy's like, "We're packing hot dogs." You know, hot dogs get a bad rap. Yeah, they got a cool shape. It's like cool from, shape. Like, what? what? Is, <laughs> this is also just one of those characters' quirks. It's, yeah, it none of like, those M Night Shyamalan. Oh, he's he likes hot dogs. He's weird, folks. Yeah. Oh my god! But and then the, the worst thing that you think M Night Shyamalan would know not to do is he reveals the twist in the first third of the movie. Yeah, the guy says, "I think it's the plants doing this." And that's it. That's the twist. Yeah. It's the first third of the movie. You don't do a twist yeah. this early. That's not even just a twist. That's just like like the reveal of like yeah. kind of like the villain, you know? Yeah, even if it's not. Yeah, just it's the reveal and it's, it's way too early and it leads for no climax whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Because he's right. It's, it is the plants. It's the plants. Yeah. That's it, it. So the plants are like they're they're mad at humans or something like that. And so they're, trying, they're, they're, trying, to, they're trying to fight back, you know? They gotta, With they, chemicals. Exactly. And so... Don't they come to like a crossroad kind of thing? And like, there's a but before, yeah, before that, they look down the road and they like they get binoculars and they see like dead bodies on the road that way. So they continue on this way. Then, yeah, an, an army car comes out, and then then we meet up. Well, another one of my favorite lines in the whole movie is when they, they this military private comes out and he comes up to their car window and then they're like, there's dead bodies on the road back that way. And he goes, oh, cheese and crackers. Cheese and crackers. <laughs> like, like, what? Like, seriously? Hang on. I cheese gotta, and I, crackers. I gotta look up something real quick. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think I've, I, I, I think I, I could be wrong and I'm, I'm most likely wrong, but this kid. The, the army guy? Yeah. He looks like. Like the main guy in Obsession, or not Obsession, su- uh, Succession, uh, that show. The on new HBO. show on HBO. Yeah, so I'm trying to see if that's him. Maybe. Oh, it's him! It is. It's him. <laughs> so he's got. He's like an actual actor now. Yeah. Good for him. Goes from obscure side character saying cheese and crackers to, to lead an HBO show. Good for him. I mean, he's not really all that great in that. Well, either, you like, know, <laughs> <laughs> that'll happen. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So then he he comes and another it, car the, comes from this other direction says there's dead bodies that way and another car comes says there's dead bodies that so way. So they're all meeting in the middle and like maybe that was the plant's plan. Mm. They were dragging him in to get him in yeah, this one the plants spot. Yeah, the plant's like oh we're gonna oh, get him. Yeah. Um and they're all gathered around in this group and this one woman is on the phone with like with her, her daughter with her daughter and she's like she says everyone's dead outside <laughs> like i think the daughter also happens to be in princeton you know coincidentally right, because yeah. that's where john leguizamo went and then mark like Wahlberg runs up and he's so aggressive with the one he's like tell ask her if princeton's been affected yeah and he's like tell her to get away from the window yeah it's like why are you yelling at this poor woman leave her alone <laughs> and then then there's like a moment with john uh with mark Wahlberg and um John Leguizamo's daughter, and she is because so... I think they both realize that 
uh, he's dead clearly since Princeton's been affected. Yeah, and so he's like crying on the side of the road, and she's crying, and then it's so weird because Mark Wahlberg like yanks her in for a hug, oh, and yeah. it's so funny. Her, her, her crying, she's really bad in this movie too. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's hard to do child actors. Yeah, and then they uh, have a close up um, of. Uh, Zoe Deschanel's face, and she has the most blue eyes like ever. And she she's got and, some nice eyes, but she's got really bad bangs. Oh yeah, and just she, as I mentioned before, it's just such bad facial yeah. acting in this movie. Really, it's just it, it, her face in this entire movie is essentially like the if, if it's just like huh, huh? like that's what's the, going on? What? 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 Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! So they like break off. So into- yeah, all these all these people near the crossroads are like, well, we're gonna run in this direction in this field, but then. Since we've already revealed, oh, it's the plants, uh, they deduce that they need to break up into smaller groups. Because it's like, it's so... Because the plants can only attack tar- bigger... Gr- it doesn't make it makes, a lick of sense. No, it, it really doesn't. The science in this movie is non-existent. Yeah, it's But anyway, not, they, they split up into two big groups. And, like, one of them is with the, with the hot dog couple, and they're right. over, and, like, I think... And, like, someone dies there. Because the then, military guy is like... This is my gun. I love him. Like, <laughs> not like you know, not that's not the actual quote, but something like that. Then he like shoots himself. That's it was just ridiculous. And so they're already split up. So, so that Mark, means so that means that if like if he's like this is my gun, this is my weapon, and he like you know uses it, that means he's conscious of the fact that he's dying. Yeah. The and then the, there's but everyone, no consistency but everyone, to how people kill themselves. But then some everyone, people don't say anything; they just jump off a building, and some yeah. people say weird things and then kill themselves. It's like there's no consistency. It makes. N- <sighs> But oh. yeah, so he shoots himself, and, they and we can, jump back and, over to the group with Mark and Zoe, and they they all hear the gunshot, which is clearly bad. Yeah, and, then, and Mark's like, "Oh no!" And then Zoe goes, "What? Oh no!" Like, "What? what? Oh no!" There's just a fucking gunshot. Well, like, what does that mean? <laughs> what do you think? Well, like, what does that mean? Like, what? Oh no! Like, who says that? Right? Like, like you heard a gunshot, Zoe. Yeah. Come on, you what know what's a, a, what? Oh no! And then uh, then we hear more gunshots, and uh, Zoe's freaking out. Another one of my favorite Zoe deliveries, where she's like, "We can't just sit here and be innocent bystanders. We're not those kind of assholes." <laughs> And, and then, then and then Mark's like, shut up! It's like, just give me a goddamn second. Figure out the science, douchebag. Worst use of the word douchebag, like in a movie, probably ever. Just like, it's, think about the think about the science, douchebag. Think about the numbers, and it's supposed to be yeah, like, like I didn't. Under- <laughs> it's so weird. Everybody just, I just love when he shouts at everyone. everyone just to- give me a goddamn. And he's like looking like right into the camera. Yeah. Like he's like saying it to the audience. <laughs> and then so they just decide to split up even into tinier and tinier groups. So it's but Mark, Zoe. Uh, and this is how they figured, like, okay, now it has to do with the wind. So we have to stay ahead of the wind. Yeah, the wind is blowing the toxins. Oh, because then Mark, Mark Wahlberg goes, just like, the toxins? The toxins are kidding them? Huh? And, like, the way he does that is so stupid. So, yeah, they break up into even smaller groups and try to run away from the wind. And God damn it, if M. Night Shyamalan doesn't try to make wind look scary. He can't do it. He no, just can't. of course he can't. But, but like, like, they're really bad at that, too, because it's like, okay, obviously, like, A, it's wind. Yeah. It's like, how, like, it's, and the, it's wind. Yeah, so the way it's being, you know, portrayed is grass blowing and stuff. And it and so, like, they're trying to stay ahead of the grass being blown down, and it just looks so silly. It's ridiculous. And, yeah, so they break up into a group. It's, this is worse than when in, in, have you ever seen The Mummy Returns? No, so that's sorry. the sequel to the Mummy. Right. Uh, but like, there's a scene. So there's a is scene, that the one with the rock? Yeah. Okay, I've seen so, the bad CGI. Okay, but, anyway. but like this is a, a before that. There's a scene where uh, Brendan Fraser's son has this like bracelet on his arm, and if he do, if he doesn't take it off by like sunrise, like in 
then it like kills him and there's a scene where literally brendan fraser and his son are running full speed right in front of sunlight like there's the line of the sun oh and that sounds really dumb oh it's oh no but it's, it sounds it's like the really same bad. concept no, it's yeah, the exact like, same concept. trying to avoid the sunlight yeah why can't he get the bracelet off? Is I don't. Like I think because it's like it's a magical, like it's, oh, it's part sure. of the Egyptian lore. You know? I, I think I've seen the first one, but I haven't seen any of the other ones. I've seen the second one <laughs> several times. It's it's not that's not all that yeah. great. Yeah, has some fun moments, but, regardless, but yeah, yeah. No, anyway, they're they're running from the wind. Yeah. They so break now, up. so now this has absolutely nothing to do with the groups. Now it's just, okay. So it's right. just like yeah, because they the wind hits them and it's Mark, Zoe, uh, Jess, and these two other kids. Who end up with them? Yeah, just Spencer, by chance. Just random Spencer Breslin sp- and some other kid. Yeah, they're just like they're just like here we go. Like, yeah, so just- the, the wind blows over them and then nothing happens. So they're like, I guess we you know avoided it. I guess we yeah. broke up in a small enough group. This is also like, this is also the second okay. we're two for two uh, in uh, best of the worst reviews with Spencer Breslin. Right? Yeah, Cat in the Hat and, and this, this one. Got, he, it's gonna be on the next one too. We're gonna do Zoom. <laughs> oh no, not no, I'm Zoom. kidding. We're not gonna do Zoom. Okay, don't do Zoom. I I saw that movie as a kid, and even as a kid, I was like, this movie's kind of not good. It's it's pretty. I awful. think because it came out pretty close to Sky High, it was just like Sky High was so much better. I I like Sky High. Yeah, <laughs> Zoom um, is not good. Anyway, um, so yeah, so they're uh, then they find then they go into a house and it's like the model home. And yeah. then this is where Mark talks to the plant. Oh and my He's God. like, we're just gonna um, use the bathroom. Then we're just gonna leave. Oh wait! I hope that's okay. Or did I skip something? Do we? Was this before or after? Oh no! A bird just hit a window. <laughs> Holy shit! Did you hear that? Yeah. A bird just hit a window out there. Okay. No. Uh, you're right. Yeah. So they're walking. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're walking. They find the model home. Or do they find the radio at this point? You know the radio that's just Oh, yeah. No, you're right. The radio is That before. ticks me out. Because, well, before that, they're walking with Spencer Bryce and this other kid. And these two kids are, like, giving him relationship advice. And it's like, why like, are these are teenagers they? giving this adult man relationship advice? But like, who are they? They just showed up and yeah, just no like, hey, we're part of the group, too. Why like, don't they have parents? Why are they alone? doesn't yeah, matter. It, 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 and they seem pretty kind of unfazed by all. It, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. They're just throwaway characters. Yeah. We'll soon find out. But, yeah, they're giving him relationship advice. Then they stumble upon this radio to give more plot information. I'm like, just sitting on a fence in the middle of nowhere. But like, what, sure, what, why not? But like, what is that? Like, okay, so they, so it must have been like someone was listening to this radio and had been like, okay, this is giving us really crucial information, but it's also like adding weight to our carry on. So why don't we just wrap it around this fence and yeah. hopefully someone else will pick up right? on this information because you know, radio shows, they just <laughs> go on forever. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. But uh, yeah, and then they, they find this model home. They go in the model home. It, the, I remember watching this. I thought it was going to, it reminded me of, um, Indiana Jones and uh, the uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So I yeah. thought there was going to be like a bomb going off or something because it's a fake home. <laughs> no, it's but just, no, not, not but that. They're, they're very self-aware of the fact that it's a model. Yeah, home, yeah. yeah. It, it just gets kind of creepy, this fake home vibe. And, yeah. Um, so, and it's so it's not and they oh they said it's like oh it's like a terrorist booby trap and it's clear that the terrorists have nothing nothing to do with it and then this was the scene that i remember the most as a kid because i thought it was so it was really stupid what well, uh when mark talks to the tree no oh. it's when so they leave the house because of the wind and a group of people are coming towards the house right. and, this, and they all start to kill themselves and the one guy uh, lays down and, and the, the lawnmower, lawnmower and the way that the way it's filmed because it's so far away and then they have a close-up of mark's face and he's just looking all like, like horrified oh. yeah it reminded me it's like it's like the schindler's list red dress scene but for bad movies <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of like yeah. yeah like a character watching something at distance yeah that's really funny way to put it and i love spencer breslin's line he's like wow a mood ring. <laughs> I damn that mood ring. So there's this toy mood ring that he's kept around. Which, yeah, it's like, yeah. oh wow. I just love yeah. In the model home, when he talks to the tree, which they try to play off as like, 
it's supposed to be like genuinely funny, not like unintentionally funny. Like he's like, oh, I'm talking to a plant after it. But he is before that talking to a plant. Like I'm gonna talk in very calm tones. I'm not, you know, we're not gonna. Yeah. We're just here to use the bath. It's okay. And he's like plastic. Well, yeah, it's a fig tree. <laughs> and it's just like this still whole talking, scene is just still like talking to myself. What is? It's like I feel so bad for Mark. I would like, have loved to watch totally, the behind the scenes for like. Okay, so you're gonna talk to this tree. It's like it's it's totally like parodying like uh like how that scene in Jurassic World where Ian Malcolm's in the back of the car, he's just sitting there and he's still talking to himself. He's like, oh yeah, you're you're going away. And then, well, they say like if you, most people like they kill in groups. Oh, I'm still still talking to myself. Yeah, and then that they kind of do that here. It, yeah, it's kind of like that. It, it tries to be funny, but it still just ends up being like that was awkward for the audience yeah. and Mark Wahlberg probably yeah. filming that. So they need they need a rest. Yeah, so they leave there, you know, they watch the people get yeah. killed. And then they find... They, they stumble upon another house. Yeah. Th- that's the, this movie, like, where... It's so convenient. Well, they don't know, they they're, don't even know where they're going. They have there's no, no idea where they are. There's no end goal. That's the thing. It's like, we're not working they, towards... They mention um, the county of Arendelle at one point, which makes me laugh, because Frozen. Yeah. But, like, other than that, yeah, what, there's, they don't have, like, any maps. They don't make any sense. They don't know where they're going. They just happen to stumble upon to a bunch of useful things. But they're things. just going from point A to point B to C and all the way down. Yep. And it, it just is like, well, where do you guys even know, like, what are you trying to do? You're, you're just trying to stay alive? But, you, like, even then it's like, yeah, it's not like I, I, it's like a barren wasteland and they're just going to survive. Now it's right. just like they're surviving. But, like, it's just the beginning. So it's like they have to find, like, some form of shelter, you know? And it's just, Yeah, you would think their first go-to would be, like, find a place, hold ourselves in, and, like, wait. Or just continue walking, going to, you know, yeah, so, Harrisburg. But, yeah, so they, they stumble upon this house. That's boarded up. Boarded up. But they see some people moving inside. Jess is swinging on a tree. Yeah. It's like, and what kind of tree maybe is this? Maybe that's not a good idea. Maybe that's not such a good idea. <laughs> I think it's a maple. Uh, what kind of tree is <laughs> All this weird I think dialogue. it's a maple. What does it matter? I don't know. I but told, then, yeah, I so they realize people are in the house. And so they were like, they're uh, they're banging on the, and Mark like, Wahlberg's like, some food for like, a little we're, girl? We're just, uh, we're, we're normal. And then he starts singing Black Water. Oh, black Water, keep on rolling. Oh, Again, so, like, I just feel so bad for Mark Wahlberg because he's totally just like, God, fucking yeah, hell, like, I have to do this. Who wrote this? This is ridiculous. Oh, and then water. And then the kids start banging on the Spencer Brothers kicking the door like open up you fuckers yeah he's like we just wanted some food with this little girl you pussies yeah chill out you moron but then they say we're not letting you in you're not letting that damn gas in here but the slats in their window are open so Mm -hmm. the air is getting into their house it's like what this doesn't make any sense yeah and then the kids die yeah like out of nowhere, the guy sticks the shotgun out there and shoots both of them just like really? point blank. My God! And it's it's so funny because it's like it's just for shock value, clearly. Like, oh yeah, but it's like, well, first of all, why would you do that? Like, why would you kill them? Like the people inside. Like, why would is that? That's your right? innate reaction. They've been there for five seconds, and like th- these characters have only been in this movie what ten fifteen. 15 minutes like, maybe not even yeah they, they literally were just introduced to him nice shaman could kill some people off like, i think <clears throat> it's so silly and stupid and then they just run out of there and you have another scene of bad uh jess the uh, crying the child actor and like run away like, <laughs> yeah oh yeah she's really... i know it's hard to fake cry but like yeah goddamn she's not good at i it. have something in here that says the pharmacist story oh then that this is where that happened okay or was that is that this part? It might have been slightly before. Rega- yeah, go no, ahead with that. I don't remember what it is. It's like, so I think it's finally revealed around this point that um, Zoe Deschanel went and had tiramisu with this guy. 
And she's like, I'm sorry. It's just, if we're about to die, I wanted to let you know that. And Mark Wahlberg bites back and says, well, I got something to tell you. Oh, yeah. I was at the pharmacy the other day. There's a really good looking pharmacist behind the counter. And he's like, I was about to buy a bottle of cough syrup. I didn't even have a cough. It would have been a totally superfluous bottle of cough syrup. It's like, nobody talks like this. A superfluous bottle of cough syrup? Nobody talks like this. That that would have been great if it was like... That that's so fucking funny. Like it's <laughs> hilarious the way he delivers that whole like oh, chunk of dialogue. That that would that would have worked like so well in a really really great comedy. Like honestly, right? I'm sure some you know comedies have done that. I was like, well, yeah, well, I, did, I, I I looked at someone today. Like, what do you? <laughs> I do was about, about to buy some cough syrup. Yeah, like that would have been really. But like, oh my god, like I can't. Like he's trying to deliver that so seriously. And it's, oh my god. I don't even remember how that gets resolved. She's just like, okay, and then it moves on. And then that's it. We don't talk about their relationship, like, really ever again. Not until later on. The very end. Yeah, yeah. now it's down to just Jess, uh, Elliot, and And I think as as they're, I think as they're running, like, you know, to try to stay ahead of the wind, (laughs) I think Zoe Deschanel says something like, uh... I can't. Oh, she says it to the to the girl, and she's like, "We're gonna get out of this nightmare." <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, Zoe. Like, okay, you think so? And then they come across the old lady played by Betty Buckley. Oh, this is the good part. We're she's, getting to the good stuff. I mean, this so whole movie's great. gold. But Her, I think she has the most laughable like, moments. Every, cool, just every single line she says is. It's awful. just like what the fuck? Because at least like sometimes like there's no normal like lines here. No, no. no but like sometimes the, the weirdest thing is so Mark they stumble upon her and he finds her sitting there and through the whole part and t- like from where she starts talking to where she invites them into the house and they go in the house she's the only one that says anything. Mark Wahlberg doesn't say a single thing to her and it's bizarre. So she, she's like what were you doing on my property? Yeah. You must be lost yeah, or something. Why are you eyeing my lemon tree? Why? Lemon tree? What? Okay. <laughs> and then, I, I suppose, suppose the kind of thing to do would be offer you supper. <laughs> I su- okay. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, but like, he didn't even say, like, all right, like, thank you, or anything thank like that. And then she's like, I ain't going to ask you again. <laughs> okay, I said okay. Yeah, it's so weird. And I, so, I, also have, I also have a note in here that says, why does every character ask what is wrong with Zoe Deschanel and Marky Mark? <laughs> yeah, oh, I think I have a note about that, too. I sa- It says, um, where is it in here? Oh, how can anyone, how can everyone know their relationship is in turmoil? Is every character psychic? Yeah. Because it's every like single no character they stumble upon this movie like can tell that they're in like turmoil, and it's like, how do they know that? Yeah. Because yeah, this. So we jump to the dinner scene. They, you know, they accept the dinner from her, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I can tell one of you's the chaser, and the other one's <laughs> something." And Mark Wahlberg raises his hands like, "Oh, I'm the chaser," or something like that. And it's so it's just like peculiar. it's so, it, but it's so cliche too because it's just like, okay, she's old. She's like, you know, she's Ooh, the, the wise old, one, the yeah. wise old lady. You know, when she's. Just like so weird, and then she has like a room with like a doll in it or something. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's and it's, also Mark Wahlberg's clothes change. Do they? Yeah. So just magically, I'm pretty sure they do. And who needs continuity in a movie like this? I mean, yeah. And then of course there's the you know the cookie slap. The cookie slap. When uh, Jess reaches for a cookie and she slaps her oh, hand, right, and goes, yeah. "Don't take things that aren't yours." It's like <laughs> the cookies were sitting on the table, <laughs> clearly for everyone there. This child is so like. It was like another weird tone shift that, like earlier, um, with the like when uh, John Leguizamo grabs her hand, like yeah, it's a moment of like levity and like sweetness like they're all bonding and then she slaps her hand out of nowhere and it's like don't take things that aren't yours yeah and then don't. two seconds later she gives her a cookie so it's like was that necessary yeah. 
was like I think supposed, it's to teach, kinda, it's supposed to teach her yeah, a lesson. I think like, it's supposed to just show you that the old lady's kind of crazy. But like even then, when because like, she doesn't know what's happening. Well, no, but like even when it like happens to like John Leguizamo, like this child is just like in like so many like weird situations. Like this yeah. is what she's gonna grow up to know. Like that poor kid. Don't touch my child unless you really want. Like what? <laughs> don't eat my cookies. That doesn't make any sense. But yeah, so then then uh, they they're about to go to bed and they're talking. In the room, Zoe and Mark about like, how could she do that to Jess? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we we need to get out of here, blah blah blah. And then we have the greatest, like, I think anyone who's seen this movie, you know, this is like the most famous line from it is when yeah, like, he walks I- out and Betty Buckley confronts him, like, I hear you talking about stealing my stuff. No, no, ma'am, ma'am we're we not. Try planning on murdering me. What? what? No. no. <laughs> like it, that line is so famous. Oh, it's so great. Like people that haven't seen the happening know that line. Yeah. Like, the, what? No. no. And like again, it's so poorly edited. To, it doesn't even sound like a. It definitely sounds like line. 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 Yeah. Line. Line. And Mark, I like. What, like, there, what is he trying no, to be? Yeah, it's like, not, like he did a bad job, but there, I don't think you could say what no in that c- circumstance without sounding like a like, dork. What, like no. What no. What? I guess that's slightly better, but well, like you could, you could probably just. What do, the, I'd be like, I don't know. Someone's like, you're gonna murder me. I'd be like, no, we're not gonna like, murder what, you, what? nut job. But it could be like, just like, what? No, like no. Yeah, but not, what? What? No, no. You have to announce every single. Yeah, right. Like, what? Uh, no. no. Yeah, it sounds like he's talking in slow motion, and then I think it cuts there. Mm-hmm. And then she goes. And then it's in the morning. Suddenly, like, like okay, she kills what's herself. Happening? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, because he goes in her room, finds that creepy doll you were talking about, mm-hmm. and then. He says something like, ma'am, people are dying. And she's like, leave. And the way she shakes her fist yeah. and like pauses before, like she lets Mark finish her, his line. So again, it's clearly like line, line. And yeah. she's like shaking her fist and like, we're doing some weird facial stuff. Yeah. And well, she's like, again, leave my house. But like, why? Just because he went into the room with it. Like, what and is looked so- at the doll. I don't know. She's clearly just a nutcase, but there's no development and there's, mm-hmm. there's nothing to... It's just such a, a whack movie, and it's clear yeah. that and M. Night has... she goes to bash, she bashes yeah, her so head in the window. She she goes out, she starts walking backwards, and she's being affected by it. And yeah, this is clearly the most convoluted way to kill yourself. She just starts bashing her heads in every single window in yeah. her house. Like, almost like she's trying to sabotage I remember when I Wahlberg. first when I first watched that movie, that was the part where I was laughing, like, mm-hmm. really, really hard. Because it, it just it looks... It looks so dumb, but it's also like, is she trying to sabotage Mark Wahlberg? Like... Why every other character again has been deliberate to kill themselves? Like why mm-hmm. does she use one of her gardening tools or something? Like why does she bash her head in every single window? It's yeah. like that's the most convenient way to. It's, it's, oh, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. So, and then so then they end up. The, yeah, Mark Wahlberg ends up in this in like the like this in, old room, and then it, it turns out Jess and Alma are in this like shack across shed, the way across a field. Like, yeah, and they they can communicate through like these like on playgrounds they would have like those like poles right like, like can, the like, tubes that connect underground so you can talk. And I think mm-hmm. I think they mention it at, over dinner like the latest like the they, it was part of the Underground Railroad maybe. I, th- I, I think like something like that. And where they'd had slaves. Yeah, so she's um. And there, and I think one thing they say is like, I don't, I don't know who says it, but someone says like they say to each other's name, and then they're like, "I'm just making sure you're there." Yeah, <laughs> Zoe's like, "Elliot, I'm just making sure you're still there." It's like, where would he have gone in those three seconds? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, this is supposed to be like their get back together scene. Like mm-hmm. they're talking about the mood ring and how like when they first met, like hers was purple and he tried to convince her it meant she was like happy but it was horny and i'm like i don't think any uh, mood I, ring hor- horny horny's not would not it. be a mood ring color because those are made for kids yeah i don't think it would say horny <laughs> like yeah ain't no mood color yeah. Horny's not a mood color and <laughs> but 
And so I think this was kind of to be like the definitive moment when Mark Wahlberg... Like they're getting back together, yeah. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg walks out into the wind. Yeah, without like giving it a second hesitation, they realize like, oh, we can't can't wait a little bit. We're going to walk out there and potentially die. And they bring Jess too. They're ready to just like totally die, you know, and kill the daughter too, like with it. And then then magically, it just happens to end at that point. Like they show the time stamp like 9.58, Arendelle County, you know, we're in Frozen again. Uh, (laughs) And it's magically over, and then it jumps ahead like a month, right? Yeah, something like that. And so we, we get, get a we jump get a, a month, and they're like fine, they're living together, whatever, and they're back at their apartment. And then the we have this newsreel. Yeah, like I, I get hate. like a lot of movies do like newscasts for like exposition, but this movie is so over reliant on radio, TV for exposition. But it's like it's so. It just gets boring. This is also like it's just clearly fake, yeah. Too, and it's it, 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 so you have this the newscaster and sci- and the scientist is saying like, oh, it's just a just a random phenomenon that we'll never really understand. It's like, like really, the answer Jake gave. Yeah, like great. Jake could have Jake could have solved everything. Like, and that's glad like that kind of the, that's the foreshadowing. It's like you know in skyscraper when they do like. The, <laughs> I was just thinking of that. It's like when, oh, I turned it off and turned it back on. It's like I'm really glad that that was brought back yeah. up. And it's for like, those of you but, that haven't seen Skyscraper, highly recommend. <laughs> uh, if you're paying below what you should normally pay a ticket for, like. <laughs> We and Josh saw it and we had a good time, but <laughs> random side note, doesn't matter. Skyscraper's no, but, fun. But like Back the, to that happening. But yeah, so, but like, even then, that's such a lazy way to end a movie. Not like because of the newsreel, but just the... The time jump and We'll never know. It's we'll like, never the, know. yeah, just like you can't have your characters be like, oh, I don't know what happened as like a way... Of, it's like, no, M. Night Shyamalan, you didn't know what to write because you had half an idea and you had no idea how to complete it. It's, yeah, it's it's just, just so poor. So, yeah, it, it jumps ahead, school starting up again. I guess Elliot and Jess, or uh, Elliot and Alma, have basically adopted Jess. Uh, the weird part is they they show Zoe doing a pregnancy test in the bathroom. It's a more bad facial acting when she finds out she's pregnant. But there's plants in the bathroom, and yeah. it's like there's Why? plants yeah. in the bathroom. <laughs> These are the things that almost killed you when yeah. you have plants in the bathroom. And then we cut to they're Paris. in Paris and then it basically is just happening all it's over ha- the, again. It's like the beginning scene but now like these guys are like oh I need to check my bicycle and then again the one guy's like I'm mean to it we don't really know why Yeah. but yeah it's happening again in France and that's where the movie ends. Oh my god how this movie is like an hour and 30 something Yeah it's minutes. only an hour and a half and it sometimes it just feels like it feels really long, it, but but it but it doesn't bore me though because this movie is full of really funny moments. Well, because it's one of those things where um, you you definitely can have fun with it for sure, but like and have like a bunch of friends over just to like shit on this movie. But you have to right. think it's so hard to think about like the fact that these lines were written by someone, edited and approved and yeah. greenlit to go. Yeah, there are so many moments in this movie where, like, I feel like if I was in Mark's position, I would have been like, I don't think this line fits here. Like, can we change this? Like, I'm sure there were many times where he did bring that up. Yeah, it clearly didn't work. So it's just one of those things where it's such an obscure kind of movie, at least when it first came out. Because, like I said, like it's trying to be this original, like dark, Dark gritty horror horror movie, movie people killing themselves, but it's just so goofy. It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. It's hilarious and just. Like crazy, but I can't help but love it. Yeah, it's it's so fun. 
I I love it. Every, oh, I've seen it, you know, three times now. It's, it's it's just so funny. It's it's so laughable, you know. I'm sure if you continue to watch it like through the years, there's going to be more things that you find. Yeah, or, like, like lines like, "Oh my god!" Like seriously, the first time I watched this, I remember certain lines of dialogue. I was thinking to myself, like, "This is like almost as bad as the room." Like mm-hmm. some of these lines of dialogue. But the difference here is these are all professionals, whereas the room was a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, and that's how you know this movie is just atrociously bad. It's such a it is a real failure, but I think that uh, I think M Night at least is now on the rise, and we'll get you know. Better. Yeah, I, I just I know how you like to end these with theme talk. Not that this movie has any themes. Yeah, I just want like I think it fails trying to do themes. I think M Night tries to like throw in some environmental messages, like yeah, some... when they're near the the fake uh, the fake house. You know, it's talking about like too much land development. At the one shot, you see like nuclear power plants in the background. So we're you know tr- he's trying to do this whole message like we're polluting our planet and the plants are going to get angry but like it's so clunky and it's just it's so, shoved in with like but it's so on the nose but it doesn't really add anything yeah it's you just know? like so ham-fisted and just like but they oh, could, we're, well, they we're polluting our planet i think they, like, they could have done something like so much better than like okay we're using two work yeah we're killing our planet so the planet's the pla- gonna kill the us the planets are coming back yeah it could be like one of those cheesy like 80s action taglines like we we fucked with the plants too long they're fucking back and the, the, the picture's like a tree with like a machine <laughs> with gun two shotguns yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah he tried so hard to put like some messages in here and like the yeah the Philadelphia thing like humans are just bad but it's so poorly done that it's like you tried to make a theme and you failed but there's like so many other different ways to like make it into a theme where you could like have like the characters represent the theme and it's like this is just kind of something that it's literally and and if it's it like feels it feels like he had five different that, ideas also, and if it put just, them all into one movie but if it just shows if it just shows that like at the end where it's like it's a scientific phenomenon that we'll never understand then that means it's we as humans but then we as humans didn't learn anything nope. and therefore the message doesn't get across like if we learn like okay we need to be right. careful like no if, yeah if by the end of the movie the news guy was like oh we need to stop polluting our planet stuff like that then the, it would have been full circle but he just doesn't do that and yeah. it's just lazy and writing it's going to keep happening and like that would have been more like you know, heavy hitting if the movie made sense. Yeah. No, like the, it, with the ending it has, it had the chance to be dark and foreboding, you know, kind of like a Black Mirror episode and like, oh no, it's Paris is going to hit it too. But because the rest of the setup is so poorly done, there's no payoff. Yeah. And we're just left like, this is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love this movie. It's hilarious. But at the end of the day, it's a really it just poorly fails. constructed it movie. Just, it just fails. But on I still so love it. Many, it just fails on so many levels. All right. That's going to do it for this new segment of Best of the Worst. Thanks for coming in, Matt. Thank you for having me. Uh, as always, you can check us out on, uh, f- on Facebook and Twitter. You know, leave us a, comment and a, rate, a comment and a rating. And um, you can listen to us, um, obviously, on iTunes, but also on uh, orionvalleyproductions.com and check out other podcasts and short films my friends and I have made. And, of course, you can tune in in two weeks to enjoy another episode with another movie and another special guest. Until then, I'm Josh Wall. And frankly, I love movies.